Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio with a masterful cast, episode 30. This is a historic time. We are diving into the fall lineup of video games and joining me today is my co-host with the bow host, Chaos Prime. Dude, Chaos, how are you doing? Thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out today. Tell me what you play and, and what you're excited about. Oh, I'm actually playing all sorts at the moment from Ascent, which is a single player game. Actually, it is multiplayer, but I'm playing it solo at the moment. It's really, really good. Cyberpunk era. It's a lot of fun. You have to try it out. It's free on Game Pass as well. When you say so, Cyberpunk no reason era, to... like, what, how would you relate it to Cyberpunk 2077? It's bug free and works. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, there but like go. the whole scenery, the surrounding is jaw dropping. It's neon lights and everything um they're adding the ray tracing fix for xbox as well and the game pass version of the game so that should already be in there now i'm hoping and it, it just looks great outside of that i'm also tra uh, trying out space punks which is really good i'm getting into these arpgs that i never thought i'd like at all you know kind of getting ready myself for lost ark when yeah. that comes along october so, um, for that one yeah, I'm kind of uh, experimenting with those at the moment alongside um, playing more Final Fantasy XIV and um, a bit of Genshin Impact on the side. So yeah, just it's just a widespread of games at the moment. You're you're literally just describing like, the what I've talked to you just in this two minutes. I guess I stutter through all that. You sound so much happier than you've been, I guess, in the last like month and a half. Is that right or wrong? Is that wrong to assume? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm actually enjoying the games I'm playing for a change. <laughs> um and also there's just been a lot of uh good stuff happening and you know the whole bad era of what happened last month and over is just gone now and got a nice holiday from work so yeah i'm in a really good place right now that's great to hear guys if you're not following chaos prime be sure to go do that he is awesome and he is definitely somebody you should check out for sure his links will be in the description of this uh, as always, if you want to dive in and have some fun. Now, I do want to say thank you guys so much for the support for the podcast. You can now listen to it in an MP3 format uh, day and date uh, with the video podcast as it goes up. Uh, this is done because uh, a generous donation from Luke, uh, who supported the podcast with uh, allowing us to break it up and bring it everywhere, which is really nice. So we couldn't have done it without Luke. But also over on Ginger Gaming Radio, if you want to be a part of this, uh, the support to help keep it going, uh, we've got WG Productions and Keelan joining the podcast legends. Thank you guys so much for your support. We could not do it without you uh, for helping sponsor the podcast specifically. That's how you do it if you're curious, but no pressure to support. Otherwise, today we're going to be talking a lot about New World. We're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 14. Asmund might come up. That seems to be a very hot topic, no matter which way you slice <laughs> it. Uh, he's here. He's enjoying the game. I'd like to get, I'm going to look forward to getting uh, Chaos's thoughts on that situation as it develops but i want to sit here and say this is a conversational podcast we like to really engage with you guys in fact as episode already goes i have posted the links if you are watching with us live and you feel like you want to come on the show weigh in with your insight as long as you have a decent mic anybody is welcome to come in and hang out today uh let's go ahead and begin in the in the first place with new world new world has a huge amount of news in that it got delayed again the fourth delay you could technically say like the third official delay because we never really had a spring release date, but we now have a new release date of September the 28th and chaos. Uh, for those of you who don't know, 
you had some graphical card issues with uh yep. with the beta why don't you surmise your your experience for anybody who's just kind of jumping into this video and or podcast and then let's talk about that that pushing out the release date if that's a positive or negative in your opinion so my experience of near world for what i played i think i played what five six hours in total maybe seven hours overall um after i was able to jump back in once they uh, released the new drivers was actually really positive it did have that skyrim feel which i'm not a huge fan of i'm not i'm not a western rpg type of guy i'm more of a jrpg person but the actual combat the surroundings the scenery the enemies it worked and it worked really well to its strengths new world knew where its strengths were is and it and it went for it I, I, the crafting the the mining you think you'd think it'd be like a chore and a thing but you'd spend like half hour 40 minutes just chopping wood and you'd be like what where the hell did that time go all i've done is chop some wood and it's not like it's a time consuming thing it's just you just get absorbed in it and i think that's what it does really really well it allows you to get immersed in the world that you're in and just get lost in it which is what gaming is all about right yeah the uh the absorb like i get absorbed into the, into the world that's actually the thing that's really the most frustrating about the delay I, i'm happy that they're doing it we've long asked companies to say like if you don't feel like you're ready delay like just it's better to delay there's a point where in cyberpunk's case they uh, they, they present another you know another it's you yeah. know you delay 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 and then you're like oh like let's go feels like that was uh, a huge marketing snafu but at the end of the day, if this gives them the ability to have their best foot forward, especially off the backs of like a Josh Drive Hayes video talking about like the first, like if the game gets good after 100 hours, like what's wrong with the first 99.9 hours of your game and having the best introduction possible, I think will set New World up for, uh, you know, hopefully a good amount of success in the long run of the game itself. I, like you said, when you step into the world, when you chop down your tree, I, I ended up finding myself more or less just strip cutting forests down. <laughs> I think the, yeah. the meme is the, it's the best lumberjack simulator uh, that exists on the face of the planet. However, it also had like a really good setting when it started off. Most games, you know, just you're, you're just in like a shrewd area with nothing there. But I really liked that whole setting with the beach, the kind of zombie tempered enemies, mm -hmm. the shipwrecks and everyone just trying to get together to find people that were either dead or surviving, tr just trying to find people and you doing your part, going about doing, helping the cause. The whole scenery and the whole intro and everything really did set the tone for that scene right there. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a really good, it was a really nice way to get in. So uh, I want to come to uh, Mysterio's comment talking about Destiny 2's Battle Pass and et cetera, because I think that's a really a good discussion to have. But uh, Patrick actually just put us to this message saying New World recently tweeted that new new content is coming for release, uh, but thoughts about recent leaks. And so to catch everybody up, uh, there's been leaks about additional weapons and more skills, things like that that are already in the code for the game itself. But no, especially as it relates to the delay content, no new content. I think that's genius. I don't think that you want to sit here in the last two months, try to sneak in a bit of content. You want to have the most polished and bug, -free, you know, least amount of bugs possible. You want to have that real solid experience because guess what? This isn't a single player game. This isn't a game that just comes out 
on one day and then that's it. It's that in, you know, October or November or December, like you want to make sure that you've got stuff ready to introduce. And I felt like overall the base content of the game, when you just talk about like the leveling experience, multiple weapons, you've got the different PVP modes, you've got the different dungeons overall, you know, like with the story and the crafting and the gathering, like I, I could estimate, I think the right estimate might be uh, given about four months of like content for people to consume. Now, the question is, is that what's the average gamers, you know, consumption of the, that with New World versus that as somebody who's like a full-time content streamer like Asmund. The only way we'll know is come October, is every like is everybody at cap and just sitting around waiting for something to do, right? We we don't know. But the thing that you want is that regarding leaks and what's what's in the game, I say focus in on polish and then have that update, whatever that first update is, have that be substantial, right? Don't try to sneak things in. Don't try to sneak it in a weapon at launch. Wait till that first update because that's going to get people excited. Because if you're already enjoying the game, let's say you were like, I'm really waiting for that great sword or I'm really waiting for this type weapon. Like that's an op opportunity to be invited back to the game and then check it out. But what do you think, Chaos? I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't think they should be adding anything to the game right now. Also, something that people generally miss, especially with these leaks. You know, when Destiny 1 was, you know, when they were released the game, people were data mining areas that were already on the disc mm -hmm. that you couldn't access. And later on, we found out that this was part of the Crota expansion and stuff like that. But, the, and people were, you know, saying, oh, well, it's on the disc. Why aren't they just releasing it? Or why aren't they giving us access to it and whatnot? But they, it's just a foundation. And these items and weapons that they're finding on the disc itself, like in the data files, Mm -hmm. is probably just the foundation for the weapon. There's probably not been that, you know, any balancing for it or anything like that. So I really wouldn't concern myself with any of the new stuff that they're finding in the data mine stuff that's not coming with a base game. Just enjoy the base game. There should be enough content there for the average person to last, depending on your playstyle, I'd say even up to six months, mm -hmm. considering, um, you know, people are now going out with, the restrictions being lifted, they're not going to be stuck at home, pent up as much as they used to be. So that's even less time for gaming. So all in all, unless you're, it's literally your job to stream ten hours a day, or you know, fifteen hours a day. You're gonna, it's gonna last you a while. And yeah. anyway, enjoy the game, enjoy the content, enjoy the experience. The journey is much more important to me than quickly rushing to get to the end game. Right. And I think that's where people are going to be people. People are going to game it that way. Uh, I think it's going to make for your typical cycle of random video game drama out on the internet. Like <laughs> I've played a thousand hours of this game and now there's nothing. That's always the thing, especially and I want to get back to the, the Destiny comment. That's always the thing I found with people who hate Destiny the most. It's like I've put 5,000 hours. I've put 10,000 hours into this game. And it sucks. And it's like, I don't think you know what you're saying <laughs> in terms of what I, how I interpret that. Cause either, either you're saying that you absolutely love this game and then it betrayed you, or you're saying that you're somebody who is like ripe for like playing bad games for a long time. Like, <laughs> I don't want to call you an idiot, but I, I, I do question your, 
your your dedication to the craft there, buddy. I mean, if you've been playing for 5,000 hours, you've clearly been enjoying it, right? And any game that gives you 5,000 hours, even if the game was 200 pounds, that is 5,000 hours. What if the game was like $2,000? Ooh. What if the game was $2,000? This is a year. Well, I don't think the general public could afford it, but... Well, you got to think about it, right? So I'm coming up at 5,000 hours for Final Fantasy XIV. That's why I usually do 5,000 hours. Like, I, I like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm on a reduced fee. I also had six months, uh, like, or whatever that free time was. So it isn't necessarily 11 years or whatever of sub. So let's let's just do the math uh, at eight, eight, hour, uh, eight years. And for me, I'm at $10. So that eight uh, years times 12... So that's 96 months that I've been subscribed to Final Fantasy 14 times $10. Okay. So I've, I haven't done 2000, but $960 in terms of subscription fee for Final Fantasy 14 is generally what I've paid, give or take. Now I've bought a couple of whale mounts and I've bought every expansion. So, <laughs> and I bought the collector's edition and I bought the collector's edition. And so I'm just adding this up. I, I'm going to bring this actually physically like, Oh, it's a calculator in the podcast. It's roughly about thirteen hundred. Yeah, exactly. Twelve hundred and thirty bucks, give or take. Uh with that. So that's what I've spent right now, I think, in terms of Final Fantasies fourteen and their subscription fee. So I think it's money well spent. But if you add uh, come to a year though. Oh a, a year yearly I spend around 120 bucks on Final Fantasy fourteen. You know, and then you have the expansion it's off year. So like if you're averaging it out, like I'm spending what, yeah. 150 bucks a year? To play this game that's nothing that's the price of free games and the amount of content you're getting from that for the 150 bucks mm -hmm. is unprecedented unprecedented so mysterio writes do you think destiny 2's model of the battle pass is better than loot boxes for mtx i prefer straight up buying knowing what it is but without the time investment of a battle pass if it had if a game has microtransactions question is to you chaos do you think the Destiny 2 model of Battle Pass is better than loot boxes? Yes. I don't like loot boxes, mainly because you never know what you're going to get. At least with a Battle Pass, I know that if I put this much effort in, I know what I'm getting. And if I want something halfway along that Battle Pass, at some point they're going to allow me to pay for the you know the stages, and I can directly pay for it to go up if I want to, if I yeah. don't have the time. Mm -hmm. Um would I prefer to actually outright buy that content if I had the option, like say Avengers does with their costumes and Fortnite does? Sure. But the danger with that is they also charge a hell of a lot just for individual costumes. And it's really, you know, they recoup that in that way. And well, yeah. in my opinion, you end up paying a lot more than you would do with the Battle Pass. The problem with the Battle Pass is you don't know what you're getting and you're limited to what they're putting on there. You might not be interested in half the stuff that's on there. So I can see the argument for and against it, but if you're giving me the option between loot boxes and a battle pass, I will always go battle pass. So the battle pass is the evolution of the loot box. Let's just be real. So the loot box from an algorithmic perspective, it factors in that you're not going to get the thing you want. And even though you're doing 99 cents or whatever, they decide to charge a smaller amount of money it's it's all balanced around with the odds that they're going to actually make X amount of money, right? So when you factor yep. in that randomness and they just go direct to the consumer, they just give you the, the, the price. Like, okay, this is what it's going to take. This is what we're going to charge. We can all sit down and like debate on like what's the right price, but the market dictates the price. Like, like yep. that's online when people are like, 
that's too much or that's you know it's like at the end of the day the market will dictate the price whether if people don't buy it the price comes down if people buy it the price goes maybe it just stays the same or goes up but the overall like companies are trying to find that sweet spot where they get the most people who will purchase for the right price because if you set something at 500 bucks and you only sell one versus you set it at ten dollars and you sell a thousand you know it's like you've made more money because you've lowered the the, the price and like it ends up being how the economics of it work and this the market is the market now i think there have been people have been hijacked chemically in terms of that you know and we've we we've seen even destiny talk about the studies of addiction that they've done to keep people playing and the, you know the loot box has that excitement in fact i filmed a video today ranting about just discovering the whole slots category on twitch and how absolutely disgusting that is i, f I find that terrifying oh yeah but uh you know but that that's me i you know that's me wishing i had influence over an, an entire area where i have absolutely no power so people want to throw their money away that, make, that makes me nervous <laughs> Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to donate, if I'm going to don't donate money, I, I have to travel outside my house. And that's where I think it gets a little bit, uh, a little risque. All right. Um, not to derail <laughs> the podcast too much. So do I think the battle pass is better than loot boxes? No, I think they're actually equally bad with the exception Why? of what halo is doing. And this, and I'm only speaking for myself. I'm only speaking for Brian, just like with Majora's mask. The battle pass with that that timer, even if I have the time, I can't I, I can't bring myself to play or, or engage with it. I don't need that stress in my life. I don't need somebody telling and making a game something of I need to do this before X. I, I take there there's an exception for the seasonal model, right? The seat like a, a seasonal event in Final Fantasy 14 does not cost me money. It's I'm already subscribed. I can go take part in it if I want to, and I cannot take part in it if I don't. There are there are seasonal events that I do in 14 and there are seasonal events that I just straight out skip. That's just how I, that I, I think there's a difference, but they there are there are similarity threads, but there I, I still see those as two different. But that being said, Halo Infinite is having no expiration on the battle pass, meaning I can purchase it. I can purchase previous battle passes if I want. And then I grind on that. I like that idea. I like that. I like if destiny made that change, I think that would be so wholesome for the game itself. I can go equip a battle pass. I can go level and play and then knock it out and finish it. I think that also leads to more money for the company. I hope it does in the long run, because this could be the solution. I think to the no subscription, but how do you, how do you monetize between expansions model in that? you could bundle up all of the past battle passes. And so it's like, Hey, you want to like, you just joined the game and it's two years later, there's been eight battle passes. If you'd like for 40 bucks, you can buy all four, you know, or all eight or whatever that, you know, whatever the model ends up being with the cost per, maybe there's a slight discount for bundling, etc. And then as the player, I get to equip said battle pass that I want and I can go out and play it until I've completed it. And what it does is it removes the mindset of a, of an instant gratification to the reward. So the concept okay. of actually just going out and buying something, uh, I, I actually have concerns with that too. The instant gratification of swipe credit card, get cool thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to spend your money. I'm not like you're an adult. You do whatever you want with your money. That's, that's you. 
But I would more or less, that's why I like the battle, like the evolution of the battle pass without the expiration becomes this epic quest line, right? So I'm actually paying for content and I know what reward track I'm on. I know how that unlocks and what I will earn for it. I still have to play the game to get said content, but all at the same time, I'm also saying, oh, that's a really cool look. I can go do that. I can get that look. It is going to cost money, but there's no instant gratification metric. And I'm also helping to support the game and giving me something to do in the game, if that makes any kind of sense. Am I crazy? I mean, isn't what you just said going counterintuitive to you spending money in 14 in the cash shop? How so? I mean, you're buying mounts that should be in the game. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I only like I bought the uh, the whale mount because I got the bike mount because I went to FanFest. And in my mind, I went to fan fest and that was my ticket price i i we're all hypocrites right <laughs> like, <laughs> let's not, like, we all like everybody's got a button and uh and certain in certain companies know how to, i do it i i spend as well um like i bought the bike i bought i i just um it was the the, the whale was much cheaper the than the bike the whale was much cheaper than the bike because it cost me like a like with plane tickets hotel reservations tickets to uh fan uh fan fest that did give me the bike. Like I think all in, like that was a, that was a grand. And that, that wasn't a part of my calculation earlier, just in terms of the game. Like you start factoring in the fan fest that I've gone to like Square Enix don't pay for me to go, <laughs> you know, no. like that's all me. It's me and Julie get to go and have fun in Vegas. And I hope that, you know, who knows what the next one is and hopefully she'll be able to join me. I think she's more than earned a little, a little respite, you know, a little outside of Texas adventure, but yeah. So that's, that's that's the difference, right? Like, I, I would like to know what Mysterio thinks because I, I I see a couple comments and I do apologize. I have to read, but chaos. Go ahead and uh, take over for a second. I was say, but the, the battle pass for Destiny is free, right? You you, you get the free layer. It's the free and layer. You only yeah. get and you get you only get the paid layer if you buy the expansion. So, so you're yeah. not actually directly paying for the battle pass. The battle pass costs ten dollars, and they have four in between. So if you buy the complete edition of the expansion which i do because I, I i do love destiny but, but you're not paying for the battle pass you are you pay they're, they're ten dollars each you can uh you can buy them individually but if you pay you're the sixty dollars for the expansion you get the full year you get all yeah the but you're paying passes. for the dlc the content yeah and then it comes with the battle pass but you yeah. pay you pay the forty dollars and you just get the expansion and you don't get the battle passes does that make sense they yeah, sell them you pay forty dollars you get the base game Mm -hmm. Now, if um, Season of the Splicer comes, you pay $10 or whatever it is for the DLC. Yes. And the Battle Pass comes with that. It's not sold separately from that. It, the Battle Pass so, includes the season and the content, I think. That or what the, I'm or saying the is they're bundled free. together. Yeah. Yeah. So, $10 gets you the premium tier. Otherwise, it's free. And then they have the basically the chart of what's free in the season for everybody and what's behind that $10 paywall so Which is they, basically the whole seasonal content yeah exactly but it has so, an yeah. expiration date it, and you might be like brian you could knock that out in two weeks just that simple fact that there's that expiration date because here's what's happened to me and this is another dad cast every time like there's a new it's like every every first season every expansion we've been on this baby a year kick right and, and so I just fall off the Destiny train. And then when I start looking at why I and how I play Destiny, it's been PvP. And then we start counting up the days of 650 days since the last update of Destiny 2. Like, okay, let's 
let's just maybe not spend some money on this game and let's let them figure out that, you know, and see if they want me to come back and play it. Stop it's having a child and it will make it easier to play. No <laughs> deal. No deal, dude. No, no deal. deal, man. I got to build, I got to build cherished. my raid team somehow. Got to build my raid team somehow. People keep like, I'll be there, Brian. Oh, something come up. You know what? With my, when it comes to my, my kid raid team, like you do your homework because we got raid tonight. <laughs> uh, I used to play Destiny religiously. Um, Destiny 1 especially. I clocked up some silly hours on that game. Just used to be on it every night. Anytime there was a content drought, six of us would just jump onto PvP and just play for, every night for like two, three hours. Yeah, It was great. It was great fun. Um, when I got to Destiny 2, it started to become like a chore. And I think what people are saying kind of has an effect to it. If you love the game, sure, you're going to complete that battle pass in no time. Yeah, but it's, the not, constant it's, not, it's need, not even hard. I, I've, I've the done them. The need to okay. be bounties is, you know, I feel like I have to do it rather than I want to do it. And I think that's eventually what got me cold from Destiny. The whole need to constantly be within the world to stay relevant, to stay up to date, to make sure. Because if I miss a day or miss a week, then I'm going to fall behind on the battle pass. Again, similar to what you were saying with the whole Halo thing where it's yeah. there indefinitely. But that whole FOMO aspect really hurt the, hurt the experience for me. And ultimately, it's mm -hmm. why I no longer play. And so in Mysterio kind of falls up, life can come up. So it's not necessarily about kids. But one thing I, I, I want I communicate and want to make sure that I'm very clear on is that my kids... My family takes priority in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. This phone rings, says, hey, come here, do this, et cetera. Like, that, sorry, got to go. Like, they are my world, and that's where my priorities lie. I love video games, but they are my world. That's where my priorities lie. And so ultimately, yeah, that, that, that's, that's where it is. And, it, and so, but it doesn't have to be just about kids, like Mysterious. Hey, like life comes up. You have a injury, something with the, with your family and, and et cetera. And there's so many things that can kind of get in your way of that. I don't need that pressure coming from a video game. Mm -hmm. I just, it's, it's why I quit rating, you know? And it's, so it's like, and, and it's not that that content can't be good. And it's not that there are times in life where that content makes sense, but just, you know what, at the end of the day, like there's so many other things that it's like, I can be doing and, and, and it's simple. Would I rather be playing Destiny or Super Mario 3D World with the with the kids? Mario wins hands down, <laughs> and the, and there's no FOMO. And when I start seeing that identified in my kids' games, I uh, that's just kind of where I'm like, okay, we might just uninstall that off the phone, and uh, and 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 stick to more Pokemon style, you know, Nintendo Switch stuff. So that's yeah, that's gonna how how it is how it is for me. But that's what I want to see with New World. Um, yeah, that's what I want to see. I would like to see, cause they've talked about the theory of battle pass in new world. And if they do that, I'm perfectly fine with it. Just don't have an expiration date. I think between like, let's say they do a yearly expansion model. Okay. Yearly expansion. That's great. You're going to spin your yearly sub fee all at once, but then, yeah, if you want to have little battle passes throughout or whatever, just don't let them expire. That way they can kind of like, you can just kind of collect them and, and do them as like, these bigger type will. quests. Well, maybe. I mean, if Halo changes the narrative, if it, if it's a success, the market will dictate that is the model. I think people uh, want to make money. Well, and, there, and if that's where it comes down to it, if Halo's model is successful and it makes money, 
perhaps we could see the evolution of the battle pass to its final form. But you were going to say something, Chaos. Please go ahead. Um, I was going to say that it's not so much the FOMO aspect that I think hurts these games. It's not the FOMO aspect of the battle pass. It's live service games in general. It's the need. They become a job. And mm. ever since I've stopped really investing a lot of time into live service games, like Outriders, like Destiny, you know, mm -hmm. all of them, my life in gaming has become so much better. Interesting. I'm experiencing games now that I never would have played, like Space Punks. I wouldn't have played that in a million years. Ascent, you know, easily a seven and a half, eight out of ten game. I would never have experienced that in a million years because I'd be sitting there doing my weeklies and my dailies in Destiny, yeah. then switching over to another live service game and doing the same thing over there. And it, you know, at some point, Battle Pass them, no, live service games are the problem because they have this system where it locks you into the game so whether you want it or not you if you want to experience everything that season has to offer you have to be there every day to play it and that battle pass just adds to it how does final fantasy and 14 fit into that that mindset I that can, you're talking about see with 14 i can take a break anytime i want and i can come back and those dungeons aren't going anywhere Mm -hmm. those you know that content isn't going anywhere if i want to buy something from the shop it's always going to be there there's no battle pass like i took at one point um due to problems at home i had to i was actually in alexander raid in heaven's ward i think and got a knock on the door it was really bad news and i had to i had to turn around to my raid team and tell them there and then i'm sorry I'm out for about six months. Mm -hmm. There and then. Something came up. I can't deal with this. I can't. I'm not going to be online for a while. Mm -hmm. I came back six months later and everything sorted itself out. And I was a, a little bit behind. But then my friends, within a week, through just dungeon crawling and stuff, we were back up to scratch and I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. Then, you know, forward a few years down the line where we came to shadow you know shadowbringers mm -hmm. we went back and duoed and trioed that content that i missed out on and got my clears i never have the i never have this fear of missing out if i want to take a break from 14 i can do that with the full knowledge that when i come back that story that content that you know that that game is still going to be there it's not going to be just shoved into some destiny vault and i'll never see yeah. it again. yeah so and thank you, uh, Games to Stay, Sane, uh, for that 100, uh, 100 bits over on Twitch. I really appreciate the support. Also, uh, just as a quick shout-out, like, thanks for all the likes on the streams, guys. I really appreciate that. That really helps share out the streams and more. So uh, we love you on that regards. Um, that's kind of where it's like with Destiny. I really only got into their PvP when they said they were taking it away. Because I just, like, Destiny 2 and Final Fantasy fourteen were always kind of like my games. It was Destiny and then Destiny 2, but... Destiny was my PvP and Final Fantasy 14 mm -hmm. was my PvE. And I'd love to see. I really hope that Endwalker really helps Final Fantasy 14 step it up in terms of PvP. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about New World. Like it's all like coming full circle where in my mind, New World could theoretically replace my Destiny experience. I literally was just running around in PvP mode all the time in New World. Like it was just, it was scary. It was fun. It was 
I mean, I was logging and somebody could just probably run up and try to kill me, but it didn't happen. It might happen in, you know, in the future. But for me, I was like, yeah, this is great. Like I like, I enjoy PVP, but I don't want anybody to feel like they have to do that, you know, PVP with me. If that's the case, I would easily just unflag and do PVP uh, E with the, with the community in that regard. Just let me know where you are on the map. <laughs> what, well, it only depends on what faction you are. Uh, don't worry. I'll just sneak up behind you. What, what faction? What's your faction? Um, I didn't actually pick one. Okay. I was just running around. Okay. Well, if you're syndicate, then I'd never have to fear for you. But if you're any of the other two, then it's like, yeah, man, to, to war, to where we will go. Do you think new world is going to have benefits for prime subscribers? What do you think? Chaos? Yes. Um, well, we've already seen some, um, Twitch into prime, uh, integrations on there where anyone that's subscribed to you through Twitch can actually jump into your guild straight away. You can actually invite your whole sub uh, count into your guild, so that's instant. You know, it's instant, right but there. the guilds are only like capped at a hundred right now, so that just feels like um, it's for some of the big guys. That's gonna that's gonna fill up real. Oh quick. yeah, but it's it's not really designed for those people. It's more designed for the mid core, I think. But I also think there's gonna be benefits that they're gonna like right now. Twitch is. Prime is giving away free stuff for all sorts of games like mm -hmm. Warframe and stuff like that. I can guarantee that New World is going to be among those getting monthly benefits for the players just for being Twitch Prime members. It makes sense. There's absolutely no reason for them not to do this. This is in their wheelhouse. And adding you know, integration into Twitch is a no-brainer. In my opinion, the more integration they do, the better it's going to be for them, especially in pushing this game's agenda and trying to yeah. make it, you know, come to the forefront. hundred percent. Right. You know, Twitch is their platform and it, everyone uses Twitch to stream. And if you considering it's your platform, you can create unique stuff for that platform and from widgets to actually make it just easily accessible. They can actually just create a widget where it says, join my game. And you click on that widget, and as long as you say okay, it will send you a notification in game through the widget that says X, Y, and Z has requested to join your party. Yeah. From your chat. No other game does this. Yeah. That's instant streamer well, satisfaction. Not necessarily no other game. Let you know, just to kind of bring a bit of knowledge. I've not seen anything else do that. Uh it's not through Twitch, it's actually through YouTube and Stadia. Oh yes, they do. Yeah. So Stadia has that. It's called Crowdplay, and yes. several games support it. And I think what you'll see here on the Twitch side, more games are going to start to support that mindset. And the idea, the idea that's proposed, is probably a couple years away, maybe you know seven or uh, ten, is literally to sit down and say, "Oh, I'm my favorite streamers playing X, click button. Now I'm in their game." Because you don't have like with cloud, you don't have to have the technology or the hardware. It literally is they they want it to be that simple. And that's where the Microsoft plan was with xCloud and Mixer. I'm guessing that they're going to try to do something with that over on Facebook where, you know, it's like click button and now all of a sudden you're playing xCloud or what have you. But that's that's the goal of a lot of it. And this is going to be a first MMO that really has that integration. And it's going to be interesting to see how this has an impact on the MMO genre as a whole. I've, I, I continue to say, I think the golden age of the MMO is ahead of us. A lot of people look at it like it's behind us. And I'm like, no. no, the technology, like, 
it, we've kind of been in this holding pattern waiting for the technology to really take MMOs to the next level. And there's several on the horizon. I think New World is a good case study of this. And that one of the things like I enjoy it, I really hope it's successful, but it makes me wonder like, okay, is the, is, is an integration with prime like a, a real selling factor 14's integrated with prime, you know, they gave away the game for 14. If you had a prime sub uh, two years ago, they've done yep. all these other things. We've seen other things like chat saying, like even that, uh, you know, game, it's the new game prime could be the new game pass. And I think that's something what you want to see Amazon do. That's why when Phil Spencer sits down to talk about his competitors, he doesn't view PlayStation in that category. It's Amazon and oh. Google. And whether like you like what Amazon and Google have done thus far, it's going to be an interesting thing to see, you know, because it sounds like, especially with new world, like Amazon's, you know, they're, they're gearing up for a real big fight. They're all in. They yeah. are, they are, they're, they've put all their eggs into this basket. I know they're publishing lost Ark, but they're not the, you know, that's already out. They're just publishing that. Ah, so with new world, this is their baby. They, they want this to be right. Um, Question is though, was the delay because of sloppy code or because of uh, Asmund and Summit? Okay, good question. Did Asmund and Summit with their feedback delay New World? I think, I think yeah. they did. I think they, yeah. I think it, yeah. Now, think did, did. They, did they directly get on the phone and say, listen, you got to delay this game? <laughs> Amazon no. needs a win. They, they need a win. They. They want to have the best foot forward. Even if people, like I've seen critique, this game's garbage. Like, it's fine if you think, you know, this game's garbage. I, I hate to break it to you. It's not. It has a mountainous amount of potential and a couple categories. There are going to be people who have been playing a game like Final Fantasy 14 with proven energy. That's the term I use. I think, I think New World has a ton of potential energy. Final Fantasy 14 has proven energy. I know that they're going to just crush and they're going to continue to crush. They've been crushing it and now people are noticing that they're crushing it. It's only going to go up from here, in my opinion. New World's got that potential energy. I think that with, with, with them, they're listening and that shows a huge amount of respect. It shows a huge amount of discipline and it shows a how invested they are in the success of this game. How many times have we ranted and raged and been frustrated and asked the question, why hasn't these developers delayed the game? Why couldn't they have just delayed it for another X amount of months? Microsoft did this with Halo. That cost them, and I believe it cost them in the short term. The question is, is that are you playing short-term baseball? Are you playing short-term wins? Short-term wins are why gamers get where trust is lost. Short-term wins are when you feel like people are going through your pocketbooks because they're just here to try to get as much profit out of you as they can because they know that this isn't going to be sustainable. They're not in it for the long haul. Long haul but, play is what I see them playing right now. What do you think? But a delay is only about two weeks, two and a half, three weeks. Is it not? From August to September? Yeah, it's just a month. You know, right. one, one so month today. How much? How much can they possibly do in that month? It just quite, seems quite a, like quite a bit, quite a bit. Because when we come back to the conversation, asking about like there's content that's you know that's discovered as a part of the data data mining, etc. 
it's not about making content for the release. It's about having a, like a really good experience at launch. It's about having the bugs fixed. It's about making sure that when people play the game, it works. I mean, isn't it working on. at the moment? It is. But I think that there's definitely things that were identified in the beta. They, they treated this as a beta and not as a promotional event. The fact that the fact they delayed it, I, it tells me that they were actually looking at this as a beta and things like taking all the quests from the, the town boards and all the towns doing it once and then turning it in for fast XP leveling and, and more like all of that being said is okay. Like what they've done is that they are, they're probably going to go get this corrected. They're going to get some of these exploits corrected so that when the game launches, they have a smoother experience. And I don't, I don't think new world needs more content than it has on day one because it's not about day one it's about the first update and then it's about the next update and then it's about the next update right i agree i'm just not i mean i'm just not so sure how much they can do in about two three weeks um it's not two I or three still weeks. Feel it's, it's 60 days 60 days yeah because originally it was set to come out at the end of this month basically a, you know a, a month delay September 28th, last, last month of September, last week of September. Right, 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 right. You know, so you can actually get a lot done, especially if with the telemetry data that you gather, that you find the things I would say, like when I'm looking at the issues, I estimated about six weeks considering the time, the money, the resources that Amazon has. So that gives you six weeks to button it up two weeks before release, etc. That's not a time to be adding content. That's not a time to be adding, you know, features. Oh, no, not at all. It's a time for polish, and polish it's is important. Polishing. Yeah. It's not, it's not a long time, as Chili says. It's still not a long time. No. No. But, you know, I, I've seen people like, it needs to be delayed for another year. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, release I mean, I the game. I think it could have came out, honestly, and it would have been fine. And, you know, whatever was coming, you know, any day one patch that needed to be hit or if they just released a couple of patches right. over the course of the two weeks no yeah. one would have complained um that's what i actually foresee saw happening yeah the game was gonna launch yeah. you'd probably have a day one patch that's gonna iron out some stuff and then there was probably gonna be at least a couple of patches that came after that with balancing stuff mm -hmm. and tweaking certain things to you know stop maybe exploits or anything else but to extend it by that much it feels like a knee-jerk reaction of some sort to Asmon and Summit. I hope it's not. I hope there actually there is actually some problem. Well, I don't hope there's problems, but I hope that the delay is justified. Yeah. And it's not just a knee-jerk reaction that, oh my god, these two content creators have said bad things. Quickly, let's go back and make a list of everything they said and start seeing whether what's right and what's wrong and address each one. I, I, I don't want that. And because yeah. we all know influencers have, especially at the size of these two, they have big sway, big voices, big influencers. Yeah, they've got a, they've got huge crowds. Just look at Asmon on fourteen; he has like one hundred and fifty thousand people watching him. It's crazy. So mm -hmm. the, the size of his influence is huge. I just hope that it's not that sort of a reaction, and more. Yes, we actually need this time to actually get it done. And we're going to take this time because we actually need it, not because X, Y, and Z have said, oh, my God, look at all these problems. Mm -hmm. Like one of the complaints that I saw from Asmund was the fact that he can't become an instant god and in PvP and everything is standardized in terms of 
your damage output, much like in 14 PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they don't change that. It should be yeah. based on skill. As you level up your character, when you're going to PvP, you'll still have those skills you unlock for your weapon. Yeah. And that will be the determination between how good you are compared to someone else. Yeah. Keep it a level playing field. I really hope that come September, that isn't one of the things they changed because if it is, a lot of people are going to be upset. So Dalvin says, just getting through the bugs and stability issues is going to take two months. And I've heard the duping bugs and the other majority, uh, majorly serious stuff. And so that's one of the things that I, I said in my video that I made about this specific topic was focusing on if they need if they need October, just announce it for October. Don't keep kicking the can down, you know, the river, aka Cyberpunk, and then eventually be like, well, all right. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But I have I, like I I have like if they can fix like the dupe bug, if they can have the stability issues, like one of the things that you want, and one of the things that we haven't really seen in a launch of a new games as a service game is a stable day one. I felt like the the beta was very stable, but I did see that people were having stability issues and I wasn't able to play all the time because I, according to uh, Josh Strife Hayes, I'm in the average gamer and crew. Like I maybe get eight hours a week to play video games and that feels awesome. That that actually feels a little bit, you know, a little bit generous sometimes. <laughs> some 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 weeks, like when, I, when, uh, when the beta came out and I was able to take two days and dive into new world. And, you know, I've put in, when I looked at steam, like over like a hundred hours of the game so far, which I was like, Oh, that's great to know. That's really good to know over the course of a year. And that's the preview, which I just consumed like crazy. Cause I wasn't busy last year. And then that was the beta and I was very busy. So I didn't have too much time. And I was like, also it's a beta. Like, I don't want to grind it up just to have a reset to grind it up, you know, uh, in a month. And now I'm like two months, geez, like, let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like some of the things are are going to take a little bit more time. But the question is, is what are you focusing on? I think polish, stability, obviously duplication bugs, exploits are real key, key critical paths. Things that people like some of the people that they, they want these massive overhaul changes to systems honestly scare me more than anything else. Some of the things that people I, I see people advocating for is like, that's what ruined WoW for you. You know what I really hate about WoW is they did this. You know what we should bring into New World? That same thing. Oh man, like, are you hearing yourself right now? <laughs> like, do no, you, no, I agree. It, it I agree. just it has me nervous. It has me nervous in that regards. Now, Nightmare Demon's saying the issue is that someone's made a good point, as if the game is boring to begin with, and the problem with the game is that you can't hook people in the first couple of hours just to play a hundred hours, and it gets good is a bad saying. Yeah, Josh Stripe Hayes put out a video talking about like a hundred hours and it gets good is it's not just a bad saying. It's bad design. It's bad game design because when you think of the average gamer, like a hundred hours is a long time to put into a game. That's months when what you were playing. Can you say the name of that game again that you're just in love with right now? Um, Ascent. Ascent. You know, and diving in and all of a sudden it hooks you right away and you're having that really good. Oh yeah, that, was, that, that blew me away straight away. I was uh, that was a really good experience. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Um, 100 hours is ridiculous. No, I I'd, under no circumstances would wait for a game 100 hours to be. I wouldn't even give it 20 mm-hmm. hours to get good. Yeah, I want something to be interesting within. I mean, if it's an RPG MMO, I'd give it maybe what two three hours to do something that's interesting mm-hmm. that's gonna say right, okay, now I'm interested. You know, 
when I went out to Bastok for the first time and killed my first worm, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yeah, no, joking. <laughs> no, no, it was still like, wow, this is great. And then but, the world's so huge, and you see other players running around, and then you're like, you know, hi. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I still remember the first time when I, you know, when you healed, you had to kneel down and you kind of, kind of prayed. I remember walking yeah. out to my to some person T- like, Tebow before you? there was a Tebow. Yep, I was like, why are you praying? And they go, oh, we're healing. I'm like, wait, you have to pray to heal? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as long as the world is interesting and a story starts off well, mm-hmm. within the first two, three hours, I think that's acceptable. Maximum four or five hours if you're invested in the genre of the game. But anything more than that, you, you've lost my time. You've lost, yeah. you've lost me. Because uh, there's so many other games I could go out and play. The uh, Yamarin says, I disagree with uh, many things that Asmund said. He's not always right. I don't think any human, I think that applies to any any of us, right? Except me. <laughs> Except for uh, Chaos. He's <laughs> always correct. <laughs> he's going to provide me with the winning lottery numbers after we get off this call. So I'm really happy that he's my friend. <laughs> I think essentially what's important to, to kind of always know is that everybody, we're always coming from, all of us coming from different like experiences in life. We have different opinions. We have th- things that we like, things that we don't. And it's perfectly fine. Disagreement, I think, is perfectly fine. I think it, that leads to discussion. What I what I don't like in, in some of the treatment that Asmund's received from some of the 14 community, and I did a rant video on this today. So uh, you're listening to this. Chances are the video is already up. But anyway, just note, um, at the core of it, yeah, it's he gets to share his opinion. I think when you're taking in feedback, it's always good to have a context where something's coming from. As a full-time streamer, here's what is important. Here's what is valuable. As a normal, everyday family person gamer, here's what's important. Here's what has value. And I think that as when a company is listening to that feedback, having the right context as to where people are coming from is ultimately very important. Now, I'd like to introduce, guys, Chili. What's going on, man? Thanks so much for what up, Chili? jumping in. Hello, how are you doing? Doing good, dude. How are you doing? What do you think about everything okay, we're talking about right today? Uh, I want to bring up the whole video by Josh. Uh, okay. His name is... Yeah, Josh Triface. Um, go ahead. It's a very good video, by the way. I do recommend everyone go watch it. I'll go watch. I think you've done a reaction video too, haven't you? Yeah, that actually went up today. Like, uh, y'all... Uh, my my People say I'm really good at reaction content. My, my general philosophy is... If you guys send me something to watch and you want me to watch it, I'll consider it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, I agree with him for most of the points, mm-hmm. uh, except for when he talks about the hours. Now, for me, for most games, I agree. If your game is lasting 100 hours, it's poorly done. That's, you should be forced to play. Look, you've shown Warfare, which i think now is a lot better than it used to be but when it first came out it really was a grind fest there was no story there was no anything yeah um but with pharmacy for i feel like some games ignore that rule and for me that would be something like pharmacy 14 world of warcraft probably new world as well just because the game is not designed for you to be playing in a short time period yeah it's designed to be an evolving story over multiple different expansions over multiple years so that yeah having a nice quick bit at the start of the game yeah to keep your hook is good but around Rabon is basically the hook story point to help tell you the basis of your character for future expansions Mm -hmm. so the thing that i would add to that though is that the question is is what's that starting point 
because yeah. it's perfectly fine to say it gets better with each expansion. That's the true statement. Final Fantasy 14 gets better, but it's also, I think, really good at the start. Oh, I really loved a realm reborn. I am. I'm like from a high level, I get a lot of feedback. So I'm very well aware of the struggles that some people have with a realm reborn. But Yoshi P in my mind is already solved for that problem. New game plus. Oh, yeah. Right. So there's going to be people. Everybody's got different flavors, but I think final fantasy 14, it has a really good hook. Really like by level five, you're already meeting some interesting Asians already uh, right at the start. Like even before you create your character and it's like, boom, here's this awesome looking gear that you can get and will get. And then you're yeah. fighting off an ass. And you're like, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Really? The story is pretty slow. There's a lot of slow quests in that story. Yeah, there's a bit where you get hooked on, as I've said, but mm -hmm. I feel like it still it still falls under the rule where it's going to take 20, 30, I don't think it'll take 100 hours. Right. It doesn't take 100 hours in Fantasy 14 to get no. good. But I would say the best stories might take 20 to 30 hours. I feel like once you've got into the Ifrit range of story, mm -hmm. that's when it will start. it starts to pick up, in my opinion. Right. The, uh, the question, though, that he asks specifically in this video is that could it have been done shorter? And the answer is no, not in Final Fantasy oh, yeah. 14's case. It could uh, now, but at the time, like they're trying to save a company. They're trying to save a franchise. And I think they did. <laughs> you know, it's like we could sit here with 2020 Vision and be like, you know what? That didn't work out. But the devs have already done that as well. You know, yeah, that's why they went back and shortened some of the side quests. They shortened the fluff between 2.1 and 2.5, which as much as people hated it, I feel like it was pretty well done considering the fact it was technically their first expansion like lull because we never really had that with 11. We right. never really had the patch cycle. It was just stories finished. Yep. New expansion. Yep. This was their first step in of trying to make content between expansions. Yeah. And you could you could see that, that they were struggling with it. Now they've got their strides to know what to do. They know that 3.1, 3.2, story, 3.4, start setting up for the expansion, 3.5, lead up to the expansion, 4.0, expansion, so forth. So uh, Aegea says, I don't think New World is going to make much of a dent in 14 and in WoW. What do you think, Chili? And then I want to go to Chaos. I think it might have different audiences. But I feel like it, okay, I will say it won't make a dent, but it will at launch. Because it's a new product. It has that new smell. It has that new car smell. So people are going to rush to it to try it. Yeah. In six months, I feel like it, that, well, not even six months, I feel like two months, it might drop down again because of Ed Walker. Mm -hmm. Because again, new product, new car smell. Not because, like, it might, like, take out the mind. I think it's absolutely going to see a, a dip with N Walker, but go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, no, then uh, yeah. Then would it go back up? Probably. It really depends on how much Amazon supports it mm -hmm. because we've not really seen Amazon support product yet. So in fact, Amazon's had a pretty shaky past on supporting products. <laughs> Look at that first person shoe arena thing that came out. Was it Ooh. hunt? Uh, it was crucible and it was horrible. Crucible. How's it crucible? It was horrible yeah. game. It was a bad game. It was. I mean, the getting idea was good. The execution was bad. Yeah. I, I always kind of said, like, I don't know if I'm hitting any, but like I, I went from crucible because I played it. I was like, well, you know, maybe there'll be something here. I'll break it down. I like making guides. So I put the time in, played it, played all the characters, broke it down. 
And then I went after that and played Gears of War 5, and I was like, you could immediately feel how Gears yeah. of War gets the shooting so right and how Crucible misses so much. And I was like, oh, wow, like that, there is a big difference. They've got a lot of work to do in order to make this one work, and they didn't have it in them. They tried, and, you know, I think at some point you you learn to cut your losses. I think with New World that they have, I think they have a game. I think they have a game that the question is, you're right, it, will they support it? And the only thing that will tell us that is time. What do you think? Do you think New World's going to make any kind of dent in 14 in, in World of Warcraft chaos? Well, WoW's in all sorts of trouble at the moment. They're bleeding players left, right, and center. So we'll see how that goes over time. But um, in 14, I don't really think so. Um, at the moment, 14 is in a content drought. So, you know, there's nothing else coming now between now really until the expansion release i know we've got the rehash of the 15 event and you've got the summer fair coming you're probably going to get the halloween event mm -hmm. but those are literally jump in and jump out type of things they take a few hours at best to complete so for the people that have already been there there's not much there so releasing the game around september time is probably going to work in new world's favor and they're going to see a you know a rise in people playing it but i wouldn't say that's because people are stopping to play other games it's because in, in the case of 14 if you've been playing it as we have been there's no content for you to really do outside of maybe leveling your characters and that's not really content that's something you jump on do a couple of dungeons do your roulettes and you're done so it's the perfect time to try something new but come endwalker i think it's going to be a complete um u-turn there will still be those people that play it because there are those that just don't want a subscription model mm -hmm. you know yeah tessa is doing pretty well now um since it's on game pass and that's you know if you if you've got game pass that's free you don't even have to buy the game you could just play it you know free game pass and on the xbox and pc and you know, it's going to be competing with these lot. I don't think it's really going to be competing with the pay pay to play model. It'll yeah. be competing with those around it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to have a bigger impact on WoW than on 14, because for those who play Final Fantasy 14 for that narrative story, there's no way New World is going to be able to touch all no of this way. build up, all of this hype. It's like, hey, I'm glad you're coming out with your movie. Are you going to, we're going to go see this movie that we don't know uh, the studio yet. Sounds interesting. People seem to enjoy it. Or are we going to go watch um, Avengers Endgame? <laughs> you know, it's like, are we going to go do this one thing? Or are we going to go experience this event? This like, you know, this pinnacle of what Final Fantasy 14 is build, building up for. So I, I think for those, there's plenty of players out there who are really hungry for a new game, a new MMO. We really haven't seen one of the this caliber of MMO. Like that's the thing that hooks me. I keep saying it. When you go and you cut down a tree and the tree falls, and then the tree doesn't immediately respawn back, so somebody else can cut it down. Like that feels awesome. People complaining about like somebody stole my skin. It's like I don't know. Like the fact that the world feels alive and we're all in it is something that like I think is telling. Is it's the it's one of the different makers. That we've seen as MMOs have more shifted to these instant simulators uh, that they've and become. it has a lore reason for the plants to grow back as well, doesn't it? If I'm rightly. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
yeah. it, the world is like the fountain of youth. It's this, it, your eternal yeah. thing. And then there's the corruption side and there's this war, whether it's good or evil or, or whatnot, it seems interesting that way or the other. But to bring that, uh, that my thought full circle here is that World of Warcraft, obviously, I, I think if they continue to delay, they're going to miss the window of opportunity for the WoW player who's who's angry because you still need to get people hooked into your game. That's why I think it's imperative they have a smooth launch, an important launch. I think that's that's important for the game in its long run because people will give it a shot. And if it's horrible and they can't play it, they're going to go tell their friends you can't play it. And most people are kind of fair weather, you know, like you, you don't, not everybody's like a hardcore, like I'm going to log into this game every day. This is my, I'm moving my community to this game, but there's a lot of things that new world offers that the other two games don't. And I think it, if nothing else, it's going to pick up the players who play wow or played wow, who aren't interested in playing 14 for whatever reason, Asmund's had a huge impact on breaking down that wall and people are really experiencing 14 and enjoying it because there's whatever the stigma is, is gone. But just like Chili said, and Walker comes out, there's going to be a dip. That's why it's really important, yeah. back to the start of this podcast, I think it's really important that they don't worry about rushing out content to meet the September 28th deadline. I think it's more important to have a big content update sometime in, in December to invite people back once they finish the Ann Walker story. That's, I think, the, cre- the key critical path, in my opinion. What do you guys think about that? I mean, the big issue with that. Well, if you talk, are you talking about WoW or New World? New World. Like, I like at the end of the okay. day, I'm not a WoW fan. I don't want to sit here and try to pretend to be. I've I've tried to cover the news with that level of discretion that it's not like view hunting and ooh, like oh, this yeah. is this is bad. This is a juicy topic. Like, I've literally like said I'm not making. I, I think you go look at that week and it's like I made one video and I'm like, I'm not going to talk about this. We're going to talk about something I else. I mean, you all had week. to make a little bit about it because of everything that's going on. Well, right everybody, now. You keeps had to bring asking. Up... everybody keeps asking. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to like, that way I can point to the one yeah. rather than like, did you see what the, you know, this crazy person tweeted and you know, like, I don't like to yeah, sensationalize it. Way too many videos on it. I, I, there's people are just flooding their inbox and I just, oh. I much prefer your idea of having one big content video than 10 billion videos. Yeah. So as a as a viewer, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I make a lot of content, so I'm very well aware of people's time in that regards. But at the same time, it's insincere for me to sit here and, and, and feign disappointment in Blizzard. I can't unsubscribe more than once. You know, it's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't have the, like the authority of Asmund and Bellular and those who have a business level impact. But, but anyway, when it comes to the new world, I'm right now. I'm waiting and seeing what happens. Um, I I've enjoyed watching people do the beta. I didn't get into the beta. I didn't pre-order, so um, I've been enjoying watching people play the beta. Um, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to pick it up at launch just because I'm busy with other games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year, once I'm done with Endwalker and there's a bit of a lull again, maybe January February time, I'll. Pick up New World, maybe, yeah. probably. But yeah, I I will love to see how it goes and how it improves because it does have a... From what I've seen, it does have a great base. We're just going to have to see how it, how it expands, especially with the bo- fighting system. Like, I've watched Asmund Gold fight that boss. Mm-hmm. And not I'm sure most people won't now will, won't ever get to those endgame bosses, but they really seem kind of not good. 
What do you think, Chaos? I think overall, New World will have a place in the market. But it really is going to determine how much of, as Chili said, support it's going to get determines how it's going to stay. I don't think it'll do anything to 14. Um, 14 at the moment is in a crazy bubble where everyone just wants a piece of that pie. Um, and in terms of WoW, I think, as you said, mm-hmm. now's the perfect time to start taking those players who are stopping to play and don't want to go to 14 and are looking for something different, unique, and immersive to play. There's tons out there. You got Black Desert Online, mm-hmm. ESO. Yeah. Um, and maybe those don't appeal to them and they're looking for something different. The longer the delay happens, which is why I was really surprised that they actually did delay it. But the longer this delay happens, the worse it is for New World, in my opinion. They need to get the game out there and yeah. they need to get people playing. Because yeah. if they delay it too long, I mean, like one of my friends was interested in um new world but it comes out it was coming out at the end of august mm-hmm. and that already was a you know a question mark for him because he's a teacher school starts mm-hmm. he's going to have less time to play yep um and just around the corner is endwalker and he's you know that's his main game yeah so he wouldn't have the time to dedicate to it now it's coming out in september absolutely no chance for him to even look at the game so it's, it's, it's a really tough one for Amazon at the moment. I think they've got every chance to succeed, but they need to aim for the market that they think will win it. Yeah, and, and, I, I, it's and I think it's going to be a growing market. With 14. Right. I don't, I don't think if that's it, the market. Go ahead. If it gets delayed again, um, they will have to delay it till next year. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. can't do another... So, say that It's end of September, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if it gets delayed a month... That's October. Yeah, you're you're. That's the territory where people are going to be coming back to Final Fantasy fourteen and to Call finish of Duty. the content and Call of Duty and, and Battlefield and, yeah, and Battle Halo Field. and all that lot. Yeah, but I'm just mainly talking about the MMO market here. But this will be when people will be jumping back to Final Fantasy fourteen because they've taken a break from the last patch because they knew that there was going to be like was it this is a six seven month gap between five point five five story and Endwalker. Yep. Um, so they easy, they could have easily been like, okay, I don't want to finish the story now. I've got six months. I'll come back in October, which I can understand people doing, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I'll finish the story here, get a few things done. I'll be done by November. I'll be ready for early access, which is a stupid word because everyone that plays Final Week 14 is going to pre-order and work at Walker. It's not early access. It's just these are the days where the servers are going to crash access. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, they had a smooth uh, launch with Shadowbringers. Yeah, I don't think that. I think it'll be fine. They you say they that, but, but, from Realm. Right, right. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, they've not never stayed from Realm since. So who knows? You got so, the typical end, but anyway, you got early access, which everyone's going to get because everyone's going to pre-order Endwalker. Yeah, is what I meant. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, same here. The um, I don't know. I I I want I want them. To, you're right. I think that if you don't make September, like you, January is a great time. January is a great month. Yeah. Uh, because at some point, like, but at the same time, there's an argument to be had that having a quiet launch ends up being a benefit because essentially, like the the argument I keep making with New World is that it's not even about launch. 
and I talk about the updates, but it's really about the, also that first expansion. Because at that right. point, it becomes, you can play this game, there's an expansion on the horizon, this game has a future, and it's not something we sit here and tell you on paper. Uh, you know, Anthem. Ugh. It's not mm -hmm. something we sit here and uh. tell you. It's literally like, here's the updates that you can play. Here's the dialogue we're having with the community. Here, you can go touch it for yourself. You don't need to rely on the question that can't be answered with words. It can only be answered with action. And I think that's where the first expansion. So if even if they come out in September and it's, you know, it's a little bit low population, it's a little bit on the quiet end, 14's taken the, the crown, which it has. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know anybody who would, who thinks WoW is still the number one MMO. Um, you know, it could be again, but I, I see that it's going to be harder every day that passes in, until Blizzard gets its act together. But WoW's not going to see any changes major until exp next expansion. Is probably what's well, I, I don't think it. I think unless they delay the next expansion, then yes, I think still think that some yeah. of the core ingrained problems are going to be there. Um, but there'll be like a, a curveball, right? Like when Yoshi P came yeah. over, he still had to support 1.0 and it said, okay, here's what we're doing. And with the expansion, they were trying to get it out in early 2022 for some unknown reason. I guess they were trying to think have 9.2 out this fall, but maybe that's not going to happen now. You know, so there could be that time, right? They could say, you know what? Guess what, guys? Sorry, 2023, new expansion. Hey, team is, we've empowered the team to do the cool stuff that you guys want. You know, people, you know, with the new leadership and, and them fixing the problems, like, wow, still like a force in the room. The question is, is that, you know, that's that's really up to them if they want to remain a force in the room, even with the, the upset. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, KS. So I was going to say, if they were to delay the game another time, and you're saying they'd have to delay to say January. I think January, January wouldn't really work How's because that? um December, end of December, Lost Ark comes out, right? Uh, October is when Lost Ark comes out. It's October. Yeah, but it'll be kind of in its full swing by. Hmm, okay. I, I think I that you, it's you two don't want them to be man. competing with their own product. Well, I, I think they're two different markets. I mean, there there are obviously some uh, some similarities, and honestly, I think it gives them a lot of leeway right okay maybe didn't really like new world again we talk about prime we talk about all these different like integrations uh you could literally see them having two really big games going into the holiday and then literally starting coming out next year like as these integrations keep up and, and keep going i don't know like um i've played lost ark it's a lot of fun i'm i'm excited about it but i'm not i'm not worried about trying to cover it for the channel uh you know oh yeah it's like I'm just like all right. If I I don't know if I'm gonna play it in October because of what Chili said. 14 and Walker coming out in November. Like that's that's where I'm going to be. Oh yeah. And, I, and I'm not gonna Absolutely. try to establish myself as some guy who doesn't have enough time to play these kind of games. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like I and Walker. I'll get the I'll get the jobs leveled. I'm gonna I'm really excited about the story. Can't wait to see where the game goes from here. And then it's like, okay, once I get everything leveled, like Yoshi P says, take a break. I'm like, okay, do I do I dive in full hog into in, uh, New World? Do I decide to pick up, you know, and play Lost Ark? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not honestly. My radar right now is just bouncing between uh, Final Fantasy 14 and New World. You guys no, have no any? Makes sense. You guys have any final no, no, thoughts? No, I mean, yeah, you're good. For me, full team will always be the MMO of choice for me. Um, I generally don't have time to play multiple MMOs. One is plentiful. 
And my problem with jumping into another MMO generally is that I don't have enough time to dedicate towards it, and I don't like half-assing them either. Mm -hmm. That's been my general problem with other MMOs, because when you play an MMO, you want to, you know, dive into it. You want to you want to experience it in its entirety, mm -hmm. and that requires time. It's, it's, it's in the nature. Though 14 does make that a lot easier with the way it's designed, with its single-player ethos, with the story campaign and everything. It's only the dungeons and the primal fights that really require you to multiply, and it's not like Final Fantasy XI, mm -hmm. where you have to stand in Juno for four hours shouting <laughs> for a party, or like... Uh -huh. What was it? Divine Might? I think we were like shouting for what six, seven hours before we finally got a group that had all the orbs to go and fight it. Mm -hmm. You don't have that problem. Yeah. So it's a lot more quicker with a. It's just. I don't know. I think trying to juggle more than one MMO for me is a huge task. And I just, as much as I like New World, it won't replace 14 for me. Jilly, final thought to you, sir. For me, I'm going to wait and to see what my friends do. Mm -hmm. I like the look of it. I've, I've watched a lot of people play New World. I've watched a bit of Asmund Gold on his Zach Raw channel. Um, I've watched some of your footage on YouTube. I've, I've, it looks okay. It looks like something I could in, in, get enjoyment of, though I'm not a big fan of the compass system because I suck at those. Um, if my friends start playing it, I'll give it a shot. It's not a... It's not a sub-based game, so I can easily just buy it at some point because they'll have discounts. I, you know, Sometime in the future, they might have a discount, I'll buy it discounted, or I'll just buy it full price, depending on how many people jump over and try it. If I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Ed Warwick is, Final Fantasy XIV is still going to be my main MMO. Um, but just like WoW, I gave it a shot last year with Shadowlands for the first time. I beat the raid. I feel like that's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Um and I wasn't having that much fun with the game. Friends were quitting at the time already. So I just went, okay, fine then. Unsubbed. And yeah. went back to 14. Exactly. All right. We're going to conclude the show, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can find the podcast in an MP3 format. Uh, just search Epic Loot Radio wherever podcasts are found. I'm still waiting on the Pandora approval. That's taking, that's the it long. Took, took, well, six weeks, I, I think. think. It took us about two months. Yeah. Like the Pandora one is. It's a long wait. Uh, so you guys, be sure to go and follow the uh, MP3 version of this. Thanks again to Luke, and thanks again to all the support you guys give that make these podcasts possible. Uh, if you've been listening with us live, thanks for tuning in live. And uh, we typically do these on Fridays around the lunch hour if you guys want to come hang out live, get your thoughts uh, on the show. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you guys in the archive and in the uh, published audio and video formats of the podcast. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up, guys, for Epic Loot Radio. What an epic episode 30. Talking about New World Final Fantasy MMORPGs. Thank you for being here. You are awesome. And we will see you in our next show. But until then, take care. <laughs>